Oh, is it ever dangerous to lie down at this time of night? I mean, it's 9 o'clock. I think even yesterday. Oh, maybe I'll lie down at 10 o'clock. I'm not talking like to go to sleep. I'm talking about just like, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll lie down, you know, rest after dinner. Check my computer and sure enough, I wake up 11.55 and oh, shoot, guess it's time for bed. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for finding me. If it's your first episode, uh, thanks. Uh, I hope you guys get something out of it. I've been doing this for since May 11th was the first episode I published. And that was, it was only about 90 seconds long, a minute and a half. And I started that this whole thing sort of as a support mechanism of the... Uh, May You Make Your Movie video challenge that I was doing at the time. Uh, and uh, it was actually a Tuesday that I started the uh, this podcast, audio blog, this daily recording, I guess you would call it. Um, and I've been doing it ever since with the idea that I want to see how long I could continuously produce content uh, of, of this of this manner, of the, in this style. And it's grown from a, from 90 seconds for a minute and a half to the current length, which is about 15 minutes uh, to 20 minutes. The last couple of episodes have been 20 minutes, I know. Um, there was sort of a, a saying in my family, never give a Sersky a microphone because we seem to talk quite a bit. And I guess maybe the modern version would be never give uh, a Sersky a podcast. Either way, it's here. This is... Actually, my second podcast, uh, it, this one ha- comes after the, the big podcast, as I've come to call it, which is a my other podcast, is the Steven Sersky podcast, <sighs> creatively named, I know, <laughs> uh, but that is the one where I interview or I talk to other uh, people in an unedited conversational style format uh, that... Uh, has so far only recorded 27 episodes only because it's difficult to arrange some of these things, especially given that I do work full-time here in Beijing, but then I have other projects that I'm working on, and to make schedules sort of align, and then to record, edit, and post, it can be a little bit, uh, it's time-consuming. But it's pleasurable, it's nice, it's, it's interesting, I think it is a sign of the times, and I think in 10 years' time, uh, it'll be neat to listen back to some of these things. Although, I will say, I don't normally go back and read my blog posts from way back when. I think I've done it a couple times, just to sort of see what was I doing 10 years ago sort of thing. Uh, and I'm coming up to, it's going to be 2022, this is going to be 12 years writing, publishing. StevenSersky.com is my website. Uh, that's where I host my blog, that's where I host these audio blogs and the the podcast and all the other uh, things, the other little projects I have um, uh, coming up or popping up from time to time. Uh, the next notable uh, project I I will be working on is Drumming December, or December Drumming, in which I hope, I intend, I want to sit down every day, 31 days throughout December and uh, bang out some sort of drum track. And I'm going to be, again, I'm going to be very flexible with this. I'm not going to uh, hold myself to any sort of, you know, strict standards. Um, there's a few ideas I want to find out. Notably, what's going through my mind with this challenge, the challenge that's coming up, is uh, 
being able to take apart EDM music, so electronica, uh, DNB specifically, Electro House, things like that. I've been listening. I've been listening to a lot of this throughout my travels. Uh, whereas, you know, metal was my teenage years, rock and metal, jazz was a lot of my early twenties. Uh, it's been a lot of world music and electronica you know, throughout traveling and more electronica because that's what the clubs play that's what the bars play uh you know you go out when you're traveling you go out with a few people from the hostel you end up at a bar or a club or somewhere like that a discotheque as they call it in some parts of the world which i just it, that that word brings me back to my uh, grade six french classes and uh, just I, I can't take the word seriously to tell you the truth i mean discotheque i mean it, you too made the, the the song famous or the word famous but uh, no it still takes me back to grade six french um, all that being said is that you listen to this uh, so much, and you kind of wonder how do you how do you make it? It sounds simple enough to say that uh, this music is easy. Or it's broken. That's that's the uh, description that I hear a lot of. Oh, your music is broken. I'm like yeah, well, so is Ukrainian polkas, but you, no one says anything about that, right? Um, but uh, so the idea with drumming December is to deconstruct this. But again, I'm being flexible. Drumming December, I'm going to try. Uh, a few different styles so it's not just going to be EDM it's going to be just about every, anything and everything that I want to try on drumming but I haven't but I'm not doing it on a drum set unless I can find one to use um, which actually as far as I know in Beijing I could call up one of the local bars and ask them to use the kit I could also ask them I could hire the bar for a night I'm not sure how much it would cost me, if it would even cost me, I think, because a lot of them are looking for people to perform. Like, there's actually, there is a, a need or a desire to have people perform. You might not get paid anything, but you can rock on up. You can take whatever performance troupe you have and go play. That's actually one of the comments I've heard from several musicians uh, about living in China. is just how easy it is to find a gig. Compared to like if you go back to the hometown, homelands, it's a lot more difficult. There's a bit more of a hierarchy, more not so much politics, but a little bit more of a waiting list. Like you have to go through the gauntlet of playing this place first and drawing so many people. Whereas here, it's it's wide open. And it's not just Beijing. Like if you leave Beijing and go to another city, if you know where the bars to contact, they'll take you. It's not, not even, it doesn't even matter what day it is. So, which... I have thought about doing, because I have another idea, another project, another idea right in the back of my mind. It's been sitting there for a while, simmering, thinking, you know, because as an evolution of a percussionist, of a drummer, what is the evolution of a drummer? I mean, I think it's too late to be like Metallica, and I've mentioned that, and like a lot of these death metal bands, uh, is that, you know, Metallica, they're known for one, one sound, one thing, right? They never... Although within their style of music, they've tried a few different things. They're not playing jazz. Okay, they're not playing EDM. They're not, they wouldn't ever go in that direction. Then there's guys like Joey Jordanson from Slipknot, R.I.P. Joey Jordanson, who played for just about every at his height. The guy was touring. He was doing session work. He had five or six bands going. He was known for Slipknot, but he had a lot of other projects on the run as well. Right, so and then same with the Guns N' Roses. Like Guns N' Roses, they're they're known for being Guns N' Roses. They're not known for, I mean, 
since the breakup and the re the reunion, the other band members went on to other projects, but now the cohesive whole is Guns N' Roses. It's not any sort of other projects that are going on. So this gets back to my point of like, what's the progression of a drumming career, of a percussion career? Do you keep on playing the same style or do you literally change it up? And I mean, I, I've, I've played rock. I've played, played Ukrainian polka, <laughs> played Ukrainian rock, uh, jazz. I've, I've never, I've done uh, West African inspired percussion, inspired percussion. Although my direct knowledge, like my, my schooling of West African percussion is not as good as it should be. It really isn't. And I know this because I've met other people who have gone to West Africa, they've studied, and they know the rhythms that they actually play there, whereas the stuff that I would play, I mean, I'm, I'm, I listen to something and it, it, it inspires me to do my own thing rather than to play exactly what they're playing. But th there's a difference in there because the West African uh, rhythm drumming that you hear so much of has a lot of um, a lot of belief behind it, a lot of religious type belief behind it, um, which I, I can't say that my music has religious belief behind it, at least not yet, right? Uh, so that's the idea, is to what is the next evolution? And one, one of the evolutions that I have in mind is since I'm living in a studio apartment here in Beijing, since it's so difficult, since the drums are such a loud instrument and it's not like I can really just hire a, a studio uh, it would be expensive to always be hiring a studio. The cheapest, easiest, most convenient, um, best possible solution would be to play drums on, you know, the iPad, on the computer, electronic. You know, maybe get a keyboard, but even then I've been putting that off because I don't want any more stuff in my apartment. So trying this drumming thing throughout December... That's what I'm going to be working on is basically electronic music, but I'm not going to hold myself to it. Tried a few a uh, few different things. I might try some other percussion things, like as I did back in January of this year. Uh, yes, I said January, which is one of the song a day project that I took part in uh, in uh, the first month of the year, which is coming up again. I have ideas for that as well. I'm now currently writing up a list of different tracks that I want to try or different musical styles that I'm going to challenge myself with every day throughout the month of January. Before all that begins, I still have to finish NaNoWriMo. And you might be wondering, well, Steve, you seem kind of busy with all this stuff. And it's true, I've been keeping my, myself busy. You'll recall that at the beginning of November, I did say 90 days of consecutive creative output. I wonder if I can do it. And to, I guess... Depending on how I define creative output, if I create, if I consider this audio podcast to be creative output, then I've been successful. But if I don't, then uh, let's put it this way, NaNoWriMo, I just sat down to write again today after about four or five days off. And I wrote, I think it was about 2,100 words. I didn't finish the story I was working on, but I got to, I got to learn a lot about dragons and I like the story that I'm writing right now is again another short story that fits into a larger whole I did make a title page if that helps uh, I mean it's a full new brand new document at which point in making the title page I'm like oh wait a minute maybe the original title I've been working with isn't appropriate that it's not going to work it might have to change 
I don't know. So it's uh, NaNoWriMo is the current writing challenge that I am working on right now. So that's another, what, it's November 23rd. We're going to November, 30 days in November? Oh, I can't remember. Let me check my, my map, my, not my map. The other thing they call it, a calendar, November 30th. And I'm looking at my calendar and I see NaNoWriMo, actually, I, for NaNoWriMo, I had a different idea. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. So that's why I went with a fiction writing instead of the <clears throat> the uh, non-fiction, uh, non-fiction writing idea that I had, which was actually to go through all the travels that I've done before. I don't know if I want to touch that one just yet. Maybe next year. Uh, but this year I figured I, I could do the fiction one because it was something that's been um, you know banging around the back of my head as well. And if I put off the fiction anymore, then, and besides, I have a whole website dedicated to travel stuff, um, I, I, whether it be just a rehash of all what I've done before, I don't know, but the fiction stuff would be complete new, that whole painful process of like literally, I know what's going to happen, I have the idea in my mind, I just have to write the words, NaNoWriMo is the process of writing those words, <laughs> like getting them from brain onto the page and, and making sure that you can see them real reprint them out and actually uh, publish them not just for other people to read forget other people for me for me to read that being said all the writing stuff i know the blog notes have gotten shorter for these episodes i'll tell you because it, again the way that i create these episodes there's there's two major ways that i do this um the first way is that i actually uh write down a whole blog post and then i those are my show notes basically, but they're more than notes. It's like, it's like a small blog post. And I did that for months. Uh, it was a lot of work though. I'd spent a lot of time writing it. Then I'd record it. I'd compress it. I'd create three different file types and send those out to all the socials. And I'm like, this is, this is getting a little bit much. It's, it's consuming a lot of time for the same thing over and over again. So stop doing that. As you can tell, instead, I jot down a few ideas. I start talking if I digress, I digress. And if I digress, I then add to the notes afterwards. So what you're hearing is often a very a very much a free-form public speech of sorts. That's, how it's, that's what it's meant to be. I mean, again, it takes you back to the beginning days of blogging, right? You know, that sort of um, off-the-cuff, people are just writing what they're seeing, uh, writing what they're experiencing and things like that. And I think this fits a lot better because... It's a lot easier, and not just the like posting and everything, but in terms of producing, of recording it and getting the thoughts out. I know I kind of know what I'm going to say, because uh, I'm not really talking about anything controversial here at all. It's just day to day stuff, but at the same time, it's enough that you can say it once and be done with it. I can clarify it pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't think I need to be too careful in that regard in, in making uh, any mistakes. And if any, there are any serious mistakes, I mean, I can always record another episode, right? And all that, all this fun. You know what I was? I saw this morning? There's two other things that uh, happened today. And again, I'm over 15 minutes already, um, which I hope I'm not taking too much of your time. But there's two things that kind of struck me. Number one was that cool jobs... I saw these window washers, and I was like, man, that'd be such a cool job. I mean, it really would. I mean, 
they obviously get, I hope they get paid a lot more than, you know, the minimum wage of some other jobs that I've heard around here. But I mean, wouldn't that be kind of neat? Yeah, you're out in the open. Yeah, it's freezing cold. Don't get me wrong. It's been freezing cold today. It's windy and it's probably very dangerous. And I know as I'm saying this, I'm going, yeah, and this, I mean, as much as a cool job it is, there's inherent risks in it that especially in uh, this country, you might not have the same sort of safety uh, latches both physical and uh, figurative, that uh, other countries might have. But that being the case, I think window washing, if you look it up, it actually it's a, there are a lot of people who actually really like it, and it does, there's a sort of a hierarchy to uh, the window window washing world. Like, you don't just rock on up and say, yeah, I can wa- wash windows. I mean, that's how the first generation did it, or the first couple of guys. But then there's sort of standards that have to be met. So, you know, you don't have, so you don't have, like, crazy guys going up there and, all of a sudden the latch gets down, you know, disappear or gets unhitched or something and they fall. I mean, you don't want people who are susceptible to that sort of accident or mistake, right? So it was a bit of a um, vetting process, I guess you could say. But yeah, so I was watching these window washers and I'm like, ah, that's so cool that you guys are, that's really neat. The only other thing that, yeah, that I was watching uh, or doing today was I was listening to something called Theta Alpha Waves. Now I'm going to have to talk about this a little bit more later. Uh, but uh, if you have a chance, look these up and tell me, do you think it's possible? Like, do you think these things work? This is what I listen to when I really need to concentrate, especially if there's some noise around me. And there's certain times in my work where um, there are other people who need to be talking. Uh, and they, it's like there's only so much you can do to minimize the noise. And so I, I have to take care of it on my behalf rather than like asking anybody else to sort of be quiet and one of these things that I use is this these theta alpha waves not sure how to test this this is and this actually might even show up in the drumming December and or January uh challenges I might actually try to create my own for this because it seems like a very uh, neat idea but look it up theta alpha waves or it's alpha theta waves or theta alpha waves It's it's a way the brain sort of has um, it functions and at certain wavelengths the brain sort of is doing different things sounds interesting sounds kind of like wacko but I know I mean neuroscience is proper and I know that there have been studies done about the effect of music on the brain there's a book published years ago this is your brain on music can't remember the guy's name but it was very famous when it came out he's a Canadian guy um, and he had a sequel, he had a second book as well, I can't remember that title, but take a look for that, uh, either look up the book, This Is Your Brain on Music, or take a listen to Theta Alpha Waves, let me know what you think. I'm going to leave it there today, I'll talk about those again, uh, probably another time, because I'm, I'm just actually just reading about it right now. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday, it's been what, seven months that I've been doing this podcast, hope you guys are enjoying it, let me know. And if you know anyone who might have a good laugh from this or might enjoy it, by all means, send the link, let them know what it's like, and and by all means, head on over to my website, stephenserski.com. I'll put the show notes up there. I've just updated it with the last couple of episodes. Thanks again for listening. Oh my goodness, 20 minutes. Wow. If anything, this podcast is like your timer. <laughs> Have a good one, guys and girls. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.